0: Good morning from Salamanca in Spain. Today is Monday, the 2nd of November 2020, and this is Global Perspectives. So, um, last episode I focused on the topic of water and water management from a science and technology studies perspective, and I thought it would be also quite interesting to continue this focus, so I decided to have an episode of, also on water, but from the perspective of philosophy and ethics. That's why I have invited Nel a professor and researcher at TU Delft. And we're just gonna talk a bit about um,
1: philosophy, ethics, and water management. So first of all, um, welcome to a Global Perspectives. Thank you very much for being here. It's, um, it's an honor to have you here because you're really an expert on, on the field of ethics, um, water engineering, water governance, so um, I would like to first of all ask you a bit about your background, so um, what did you study and especially um, how did you become interested in the intersection between ethics, engineering and water management and what do you do at the moment?
2: Thank you, Um, actually I I became interested in water I think in the late um, 1980s, uh, I was at high school and I had to choose what, what, um, studies to, to, to do, to undertake. And at that time, there was a lot of, um, um, flooding in Bangladesh was really making the news also in the Netherlands. So I thought, I want to become a civil engineer and I'm going to build a super cool, uh, storm surge barrier for Bangladesh, just like we have in the Netherlands. And then we are going to solve everything. And so I started my studies and then I had a project. And, I did, I, of course, as a first year, I wasn't allowed to go to Bangladesh, but we did a kind of hypothetical study in Bangladesh. And the supervisor said, yes, but maybe technology is not the solution here. So maybe it's more kind of, um, well, but maybe people uh, upstream having to do different things, not uh, cutting away the forest, for example, so that we that we can better... Of a more kind of natural flow of the rivers, and I really became interested in how technology is kind of embedded in a society, how it how it can, can play a role in in society. So when I when I uh, finished my when I got my master's degree, I went to a, a research institute to, to do a lot of water related research, where I thought I want to get to know, I want to learn more about this societal impact. So I that's why I started my studies in uh, in philosophy, and well, then it naturally followed that I that I developed this this niche. At that time, it was I think a little bit of a niche on this interface of uh, philosophy, ethics, and, um, and civil engineering, uh, water in particular. So that's that's a little bit of my background, and I I really see it's it's quite interesting. I really see a difference between when I studied in the in the nineties, where people were really focused on technology and now if I if I interact with the students, they 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 realize that sometimes the solution is technology, but it is always technology in context. So they're in that uh, sense much more open also to uh, multidisciplinary and interdisciplinary research.
1: So um yeah you 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 come from a Dutch background, so you studied um in TU Delft and different Dutch universities. Um, and I, I, it, I think it's common, um, knowledge, or at least to some extent common knowledge, that the Dutch, the Dutch, uh, people, the Dutch, the Dutchies are very good in managing water issues, right? So, um, and I guess that's why, like, TU is famous, like, it's, it's partly why, um, it has, like, a reputation. Um, how relevant do you think is the role of, of the Netherlands in issues related to, to water engineering and, uh, to what extent has the Netherlands been able to, like, pass knowledge to other countries? Or maybe this is not a thing that we, we shouldn't address this as, um, yeah, just a uh, transfer of, of knowledge, but it's a bit more complex.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually quite interesting. Um, I, I think it's it's true that, that uh, the Dutch universities, that they have also, maybe the policymakers, water is important for us. I mean, two-thirds of the country is prone to flooding. Uh, with the summers or the past three summers we had a kind of shortage of of water, so also uh, uh, water allocation as a scarcity is becoming more important. But it's also interesting that, that because we are so uh, kind of we do rely quite a lot on on the experts. So in that sense, the maybe the, the technical expertise is there. But I would say that that the people in the Netherlands they they don't. They don't have that much awareness of uh, of water, and I think we should also be modest in just translating solutions that work in the Netherlands to some to other countries and actually I would say that we in the Netherlands could also learn a lot from from these other countries because I feel that the uh, yeah the the citizens the local residents of people in other countries because they have Uh, less involvement of of experts, they don't have the water boards that are responsible for managing water. It's the citizens have much more uh, local knowledge, which is also very important. And that's actually also something that that the water boards in the Netherlands are struggling with. And um, I know that in 2014, there was a report from the OECD that said, well, one of the kind of main challenges now for the Netherlands is to make people also more knowledge, knowledgeable about water and and, uh, and the and challenges that the Netherlands faces. So in that sense we, we we may have good universities, we may train the people well, we may have good institutions, but still there's also a lot to learn from other countries uh, in the Netherlands.
1: And um so I, I can imagine for a lot of us, for the audience, it's a bit a bit difficult to conceptualize what it means to to work in the field of water engineering, especially um, ethics of water engineering. So, could you perhaps give us an example of a project you have been working, uh, related to, to this? So, uh, what, 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 um, research projects or practical projects have you been doing that could be interesting and that could allow us to, allow us to understand a bit more what you do? Yeah. Well,
2: I, I think in the, in the water field, there are a lot of situations where there's, uh, we, we have a kind of uh, conflict of values and, and you see it in the Netherlands where, um, where growth is, is becoming an issue. Whereas in the past, we used to focus really on, uh, safety from flooding. And we, we also see that how we manage our water that, that also, um, has an impact on, on the local ecology. So we continuously have to make kind of trade-offs because between what we, um how much water we allow for the environment, how we deal with with, with flood risks. And, and you cannot say that there's just one technical solution there that is the best solution. It's re- really a matter of how do we value things. And an example that I often give um that, that's also becoming quite uh topical actually that's the issue of um pharmaceutical residues in, in our drinking in our water system. Because we see people, people use more medicine, and we cannot remove all these um, pharmaceutical train, uh, traces from the from the water system. Well, actually, you we can remove part of it um, in in how we treat waste water, but we it, it's it's quite expensive. And I mean, you, then you really have to make a choice. Well, how um, how clean do we want the water to be that leaves the treatments? Plants. We think, well, it's just okay, okay if it's at some point clean enough for drinking water. Well, that, that may be fine, but if we say no, it's also about uh, the fishes that <laughs> and all are kind of the the, the marine um, uh, uh, ecosystem. Then we have to be much more careful in uh, in 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 uh, or then we probably have to clean much more or remove much more of those. Pharmaceutical traces in our water system. So also here, it is not something where I think it's just we have technology and we the, we calculate what the best solution here is. No, we what do we find important about our water system? Is it only for drinking water? Is it only for human purpose, or is it also important for our ecosystem? And well, it's maybe quite clear that I'm in favor of this this second position. I think it is important for for our also for biodiversity that, that we should not just focus on drinking water but really the the broader ecosystem.
1: Right, and I think with this example, like, this just came to my mind, Um, it's it's a tough decision because there's also, like, financial issues in, in, in implicated here, and I think, um I'm not sure how was the case you were dealing with, but I guess there is going to be, like, uh, some private companies, like, I mean, if we take into account, like, stakeholders, perhaps there's going to be Private companies, or it's like the government with some policies. There are researchers, maybe there are other, um, other institutions. Um, so, um, how is the process of, um, policy making evolving, let's say in the Netherlands, uh, when it comes to, for example, this issue? Like, um, how was it before? Have, has there been any, any gain? Uh, or is it the same as before? Um, well, actually, it's, it's quite interesting for me to see how
2: the, the water authorities in the Netherlands they're quite proud of, of the water system so they they are actually willing to, to most of them are willing to pay more because they say we cannot just think in terms of drinking water system because then we kind of exclude all kind of considerations that are maybe difficult to put kind of financial or monetary value to it but it is our water system and that's that's kind of irreplaceable, so we should be better be careful. Um, So you you see that a lot of um, uh, water-related companies or authorities, they are really looking for tools on how to value those things. I mean, and and I think therefore that economics is also quite quite relevant here because in economics you, you, of course, have this notion of externalities, that something is not included in the price, and... Um, I think ecol- damage to our uh, water system is typically something that's usually not included in the in the price. Um, so I, I I see I see a trend here that 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 uh, the water authorities are really uh, they are willing to spend more money on it and, and, and try to to make the water cleaner in that sense.
1: Yeah, right. Um, we've been talking a bit about uh, the Netherlands. I'm not sure to what extent you have some knowledge and on um, like other countries, especially developing countries, because I'm I am interested in uh, what, what could be a, a difference between, let's say, developing and developed countries. So mm-hmm. um, my question to you would be: um, Do you see a big differences in terms of water-related policy decisions, like similar to what we just discussed, and climate mm-hmm. change mitigation? Uh, actions between the the so-called developing countries and developed countries.
2: Yeah. Well, I see in in the Netherlands, and I think um, in, in the Netherlands is is even here compared to also other Western countries, maybe a little bit extreme, but we we are used to relying very much on the government, and, and that. That, that may be kind of problematic also in view of, 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 climate mitigation actions where we, it's also us, we also have to change. We cannot simply say it's only the government and the big companies, but also we have to, to change our behavior. And there I would say that, that, um, uh, so called developed countries could really learn from developing countries where, because the, the institutions are maybe uh, weaker that, that local citizens are much more, um, used to, to kind of having, um, uh, kind of very local, uh, but good working, uh, solutions. And, and, um, yeah, so that, that's also why I'm always a little bit, um, afraid if we, if we simply have kind of the, the, the Dutch solutions or the solutions that work in, in, in Western Europe and, Translate that to, um, developing countries, because I would say they, they ignore the local knowledge that's there. So, and, um, in, in 2013, I started a project where I looked at ethical impact, eth- ethical aspects of flood risk management. And I realized that, especially in the, in the Dutch context, but also maybe the, the UK and, and so, so say European context, the notion of responsibility was, was, very important, and um, I, I saw that also in, in all the models, it was not taking, taken into account that different people have quite different uh, capacity to, to take responsibility, and I think and um, I, uh, at some point I presented that to um, a student at IHE, so that's the uh, UNESCO Institute for, for Water Research it's a lot of students from developing countries. And for them it was it was almost funny to hear that story because they said, Yeah, but we always take responsibility. We don't rely on our government. We take responsibility ourselves. And that was for me really refreshing, that I think that's something that is a problem here because we, in a way we are we are always in a luxury position that, that the government will will solve it. And then in in other countries it was kind of people were much more uh flexible and much more creative in in making their own solutions
1: right, right. so in this in this way it's um yeah it's uh, it's it's very interesting to hear this because when i when i made this question i was just thinking like um yeah so how is the policies from the developed countries better than the ones from the developing countries and how can we learn about uh, how can we learn from the developed countries But this perspective brings um, a bit more like a yeah a different the approach and something that I, I wouldn't have thought of um yeah so now i'd like to ask you something a bit more about i think what you you work on which is not generally like water management but specifically ethics um philosophy of um of engineering and water management mm-hmm. so uh, for me it's um i can already uh kind of picture an answer to the question i'm going to ask you but i but i i am sure that it's not going to be depth Answer, mm-hmm. me. So, I would like to ask you, uh, why is it important to include an ethical analysis in the process of developing new technologies? So, uh, specifically, what does an ethical analysis of water engineering, for instance, reveal when uh, compared to an analysis that does not consider ethical, philosophical, or moral yeah. dimensions? Yeah. Um, well, one thing, and,
2: and, um, Again, I, I must say that it's already changed a little bit also without kind of the involvement of, of, of ethicists. But I think engineers are really used to, um, to optimization. So they, they have a problem and they, they conceive of that problem as, as almost kind of a one dimensional thing so that, that they, they optimize it and then they find out what the best solution is. And it's, it's, maybe only the negative aspects that that on on other uh, dimensions that are kind of mitigated so in the, in the netherlands for example because we are this this low lying country it was oh i mean if you talk about flood safety it's it's only about p- protecting people um and i think an ethical an- analysis or the involvement of an ethicist will review that it's not only about um uh, the safety from flooding. It's also about, I mean, how, how you, um, the interventions you do in the, in the, in the environment that, that has a huge impact on, on the water system itself. And it may also lead to maybe some water shortages. So in the Netherlands, because we in the past and still have this, this focus on, on flood safety, when there's a, a river discharge, we want to get it kind of, we want to, um Remove it from the Netherlands as quickly as possible. So, as quickly as possible, uh, bring it to the to the ocean, to the to the sea. Whereas if you if you have a more broader view on the water system, you may think of well, that maybe this summer we have a shortage again of water. So maybe we should kind of try to keep the water within the Netherlands. So I I think usually an, an, uh, the involvement of an ethicist will kind of um, have a more systemic, more broader view on, on the problem and not just optimize for one thing. Um, and, and of course we, that, that's, as an ethicist, you, you also look at, at how, how are different groups impacted? Is it not always the more vulnerable people that are impacted and the, and the people who are already quite well off, uh, kind of getting even more well off? So that, that's also in terms of the consequences, something that, that's, Will actually look
1: at right. Yeah, I think um, it's quite relevant to take into account like the different um, approaches. I mean, not only all, of course in the in the field of ethics of water engineering, but I, I think generally, like also when I, when when what I'm studying, it's it's basically like it's 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 important not only to take the, um, into account the uh, for instance economics and economic values, but also like politics and social uh, different dimensions um, happening at the same time. So, um, yeah, as a last, um, question, last remark, um, do you have a specific message related to the work you do that you think, um, people should hear about? Like, um, yeah, so what would be, like, your closing, uh, remarks for this? <laughs>
2: that's a, that's a nice one. Um, well, I, I would actually encourage people who work within a certain discipline to uh, try to engage with people from other disciplines. So I think if you involve other disciplines, you you will. It's almost unavoidable that you will get a richer picture of of the problem or the issue that you're looking at, and that will almost always lead to better solutions. Mm. So yeah, break out of your silo, I would say, and and uh, get acquainted with uh, talk to other people with other disciplines. That that's maybe my uh,
1: Take-home message. Great.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, so that was uh, Nelka Dorn from TU Delft. She is a very well-known professor on ethics, water management, and philosophy. And it was just really cool to talk to her and, you know, just develop these ideas a bit. Uh, so, yeah, for now, thank you very much for listening. As always, if you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it anywhere Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. And uh, I'm always open to suggestions and topics and, and issues that you find relevant. I hope this was somehow useful and interesting to you.
1: And I hope you can have a nice week. Good luck and goodbye.